It's DTS 178. We're reviewing the State of Destiny 2 post. Curse of Osiris goes live this week, as does a whole new set of patch notes. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to Destiny The Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. My name is BDK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. What's up, man? How was your week? Doing pretty good. This week was great. Very busy with work and everything, but got some uh, got some nice gaming in as well. And it does not feel like December for me. It is currently 76 degrees outside, sunny, and I hate it because the bugs are still here. And I want it to be cold. <laughs> it's pretty cold here, but we've had no moisture, dude. All of the mountains are super duper dry. This is the time of the year where definitely ski seasons are hurt or ski resorts are starting to hurt because they want the season to have begun. And a lot of resorts like are opening with just like tiny one patch of snow kind of runs. But I cannot remember <laughs> in the last decade a drier uh, start to the winter. So we'll see if we get some moisture coming our way. But I love this warm weather. I gotta, I enjoy it, dude, because it gets pretty cold here pretty quick. So I'm sorry for your bugs, though. <laughs> it's just awful because when I take the dogs out at night, I have a headlamp instead of like a flashlight so I can pick up their, their poop. And uh, the bugs, they fly into the light into my face, and I don't like it. That sounds awful. Can I just <laughs> remark how dumb daylight savings is? Why do we do this? It, it gets dark here at like 5 p.m., man. Why? Yeah same here which state doesn't do it like arizona or yeah New Mexico? arizona doesn't i think arizona yeah and it's they get it right yeah i don't want to be <laughs> like feeling like i'm gonna get mugged walking 15 feet to my car when i get off of work at 5 30 it's, it's 5 30 <laughs> what is this are we living in alaska i don't think so anyway rant off my chest this is a big week. It was a big week. Let's sort of recap for people. If you didn't hear, they canceled, they being Bungie, the Curse of Osiris third reveal stream in place of a big Bungie blog post called The State of Destiny 2. This is from the bubbling up anger of the community brought to a volcanic level after the XP Bright Engram controversy, which we covered last week. And so it was this coming together of the developers to talk about what Bungie's going to do to try and really help improve the game in the near and the long-term future. We're going to go through that post, and then we're going to talk about the Bungie podcast that came out alongside of it this week at Bungie, because Curse of Osiris does re uh, release this Tuesday, as do the patch notes, which I'm bummed we didn't get the patch notes, Diddy. Did you expect us to get them beforehand? We usually get them beforehand, but this blog post might have taken the place of it, right? Yeah, we usually get a teaser and then the actual patch notes as the patch goes live. So uh, I'm expecting to see those details Tuesday morning as they're doing maintenance. Yeah, so we'll get it very early and we'll talk about it on next week's show. Let's dive into this. News! I love Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, Diddy. This guy has made some of my favorite Destiny articles ever, and I'm going to open up and set the stage with a post that he wrote in a recent article called Communication is Hard, and I quote from Schreier at Kotaku. Over the past few weeks, the Destiny 2 community has been in an uproar, fuming over the game's unsatisfying endgame, the bungled XP system, and an upcoming expansion pack, Curse of Osiris, that seems light on content. It's reminiscent of the early days of Vanilla Destiny, and it's all exacerbated by Bungie's poor communication, both internally 
and externally. For three years now, the rapidly expanding studio has had a tendency to be as secretive as possible, only detailing future plans in response to widespread criticism. Bungie rarely opens up about its development issues and likes sticking to careful marketing drip feeds with high-level staff sometimes holding on to key information for long periods of time before sharing it with the rest of the office. Sometimes that means hiding the true nature of the XP system behind misleading numbers, sometimes it means waiting months before addressing a heavy ammo bug, and sometimes it means a designer promising that a PvP algorithm hasn't changed, only to realize later that it had, he just wasn't told about it. End quote. That sets the stage of why the Curse of Osiris third stream was canceled. We found about this last Monday. It's why it wasn't in last week's show. Diddy, what's our take on this piece? You you wanted to mention how we're not going to kind of line by line this. We're going to sort of assume people know what's up, right? Yeah. So with well, first of all, with Curse of Osiris coming out this week, we want to really focus on looking towards that and not focusing too heavily on the State of Destiny post because it, it was a rather important post by the Bungie developers and. I think it's really best, you know, ingested by reading it for yourself. So highly recommend going to read that over there. And of course, we're just going to bullet point, hit the hit the key details here in the show. And if you want more information, go over to that uh, that Bungie blog post for for more information. What was your first impressions of it, and sort of your now impressions of it? Because for me, uh, initially, I thought cool. These are some steps in the right direction. I'm not sure why it took a volcanic eruption across the community sites to get it this sort of feels like a monthly blog post i'd see from the guys over at titanfall 2 or the division guys like it just seems like this is an update that we as a community should expect every single month not taking like just the apocalypse of destiny dissatisfaction in the community to get it and my stance now well i want to hear what you think first well initially i guess i should say you know, working in, in a professional environment, I'm not one for office politics. I just, I hate beating around the bush. Just get to the point, tell me what you're going to do, and then do it. Yeah. And this post, it's great. You know, they are talking a lot of sense at this point. They're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. To me, okay, prove it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to me, it's just, I'm taking all of this with a grain of salt because there have been countless times where a lot of this week at Bungie posts have just left us unsatisfied because they just don't provide any detail. But this State of Destiny article, if this happened once a month, like you said, I think that would be fantastic because then we can see where the developer conversation is going, not, hey, you guys are complaining about this. We're thinking about it and then never talk to us again about it. It's just like, you, you got to put your money where your mouth is at this point, Bungie, because if, if changes are not made, it's it's just words. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Yeah, let's hit through some of the bigger points here. Uh, one of the things I wrote down is that it's an okay start, but it honestly feels like most of the concrete additions that are coming on December 5th and 12th are all elements that existed in Destiny 1. And it begs the question, at least for me, did Destiny 2 intentionally launch without these key features from Destiny 1, or was Destiny 2 unfinished and rushed out the door? And I think most of these improvements coming the 5th and the 12th don't really address daily player incentive problems. So what what do you think about them, like, sort of praising the idea of, hey, 
heroic strikes are coming back and hey <laughs> we've made really um ways for you to spend those shards now on gear from vendors and hey we're bringing back three of coins and now you can buy an exotic engram from Xurus. isn't this great but this is like all stuff that existed you know yeah and it goes back to the conversation we had a couple weeks ago about the fact that the communication between the different teams at Bungie just doesn't seem to be there. And all of these improvements or implementations that are coming, by the way, we should mention there's going to be an update on the 5th with Curse of Osiris, and then also the next week on the 12th with some additional features as well. Uh, details there are in the State of Destiny 2 blog post. Um, it's just there's a lot of miscommunication and all of these things that they're putting I guess back into the game uh, were not there when Destiny 1 originally launched but were added into the game after the fact and like I said it goes back to that conversation we had a couple weeks ago where it just seems like Destiny 2 was launched based on Destiny 1 and not like when Destiny 1 launched and not when Destiny 1 finished, right? Because there were tons of stuff added to the game and Destiny 1 was in a really good spot before Destiny 2. And now, yes, it does seem like we are backpedaling because, you know, like there, there was that picture, right? With that list of things missing from Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're hitting a couple of those bullet points now, but this should not be like a feature in paid DLC that they're focusing on in the marketing. It's just, that it doesn't make sense to me. What are we going to get to play Destiny 2 is my <laughs> my question that I've asked to you a bunch. And if we're going to backpedal and lose so many of these features, I, I want to see new things. It's a sequel. Yeah. You've built it with the number two. And I, I hate to say it, but that does come with all sorts of preconceived notions in the consumer's mind of what that means. It, bigger, better all that stuff. Huge announcement that I think comes totally out of left field. I'm excited for it. That's ranked PVP in 2018. They're moving that to their top priority list in 2018. They still aim to have private matches out early 2018. What I wrote down initially the day of was, I'm looking forward to this, but in a peer-to-peer -peer environment, unless Bungie really steps up how they enforce their cheating rules, it's going to be a mess. There's well-known DDoSers who got tons and tons of trials playtime that were known DDoSers who didn't get banned during Destiny 1. Uh, additionally, I don't think we're going to see ranked anytime before September 2018. And the last question I had is like, why the sudden change of philosophy on this? Bungie has been so guarded about all of their talk regarding ranked play entering the game. I'm excited, but I can't help but getting this feeling like, is this sort of a knee-jerk reaction just to throw the community a bone? I mean, I have a feeling not going to name names, but there's a lead PvP designer that's probably fuming over this, who I, I truly believe despises ranked play and thinks we all should just, if we take it a little little less seriously, Diddy, you'd be amazed at how much fun you'd have. It's honestly my impression. I'm going to agree with you. I don't expect this sooner than September 2018 because ranked in Destiny is that's a huge undertaking, right? And if they're just now starting to think about it, then it's going to be a while if they yeah. do, if they want to do it right. And on the peer-to-peer -peer note, I don't think we should expect dedicated servers as well with this because dedicated servers is such a huge infrastructure change for P for PVP. Yeah. That will take years to, to implement. It's, it's mm -hmm. just not feasible in 2018, in my opinion, unless they've already started 
on that, which I don't think they have. So like you said, they need to crack down on cheating, peer-to-peer cheating hard if they want to implement ranking system. And I'm going to have to agree with you here. I think this is a knee-jerk reaction. And they thought, what can we give Destiny players to bring them back or to win them back or to you know keep them playing? And I think one of the answers was ranked PvP. So they're like, okay, let's think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. Let's move on to what's coming. I mean, just really quick oh, yeah, before yeah, we move yeah, yeah. on. I mean, yeah. ranked matches is the reason I play Overwatch a little bit more than Destiny at this point because whenever I log in, I want to, you know, be productive. I play Overwatch competitive mode. I want to grow my rank. That's why I play that game. And if Destiny had that, you better believe I would be playing Destiny PvP pretty much every day. Well, there's a satisfaction too that you get from Overwatch and the fact yep. that each competitive match you're earning a specific currency just for the competitive side of the game that lets you go and purchase those gold weapons. You know what I mean? Like when you purchase mm-hmm. that set of gold skins for that particular champ, there's a certain level of engagement and attachment that you have. Like me and Soldier, first gold skin, of course it's going to be Soldier. And when you log in, you can remember that competitive season. And you're like, yeah, that's where I got most of those points. And so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Side note, I just hit 3,000 competitive points so I can purchase my second gold gun probably going to be Widowmaker. My first was Anna, by the way. So, yeah, sticking with the snipers. Yeah. I'm surprised. Anna? Really? I mean, I get it. You're playing a lot of Anna, but not Widow first. I'm, I'm and, amazed, uh, Well, I picked up Widow in Season 7, or the, the current season, and uh, I played Anna in Season 5. So uh, that's when I got the golden gun. So I just figured, yeah, I played uh, 20-something hours of Anna. Let's get the golden gun for her. We need to talk after the show about your ideas about one-tricking because I'm noticing in the videos everyone's like talking about one-tricks. I'm like, you mean mains? No, 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 one-tricks. So I can't wait to chat about that. Let's talk about the new Masterworks weapon system. This is coming on December 12th, guys. So Masterworks will have a few advantages over the baseline legendary weapons. Masterworks is a system in which you can... um, upgrade a weapon to a masterworks a legendary weapon to masterworks which means it tracks and displays the number of kills with that weapon and you have a choice between total count or crucible only generate orbs for you and your allies on multi-kills we'll hit on that in a second and then it adds weapon stat bonuses that are selected randomly from a small pool and are re-rollable Unwanted masterworks can be dismantled into materials that can upgrade an existing legendary weapon into a masterwork. Raid and Trials of the Nine weapons will have a very high chance to be masterworks. So two things I want to hit on here, Diddy, before opinion, like, talk. First of all, generating orbs for you and your allies on multi-kills. I hope this is just for PvE. If it is in PvP that you're going to be generating orbs for multi-kills, the way the assist system works in Destiny 2 PvP, it's beyond easy to get multi-kills. So I worry about a snowball effect from there. And the other thing that I'm talking about, the weapon stat bonuses that are selected randomly. These are things like your stability, your reload speed, your handling, maybe the range stat that you're going to be able to re-roll and maybe increase, let's say, 5% extra stability or 10% extra reload speed. The two stats, I 99.9%... I'm almost positive they will not let you touch is the impact and rate of fire because that defines the archetype that it is. You have four impact rate of fire types per weapon class. And if you you start messing with that, you're in a balanced design territory that I guarantee you Bungie will not allow you to mess with. 
So overall, Diddy, my sense on Masterworks is stat tracking is cool, but re-rolling to push your handling or stability reload speed or range stats slightly higher is not even remotely close to a good solution for the bad mod system. I want to see them make awesome, fun, creative, and powerful PvE-specific mods that can be earned through specific activities like strike-specific mod rewards, raid-specific mod rewards, destination-specific ones. You know, let players use these powerful PvE mods to create crazy combinations. Like, I want to talk to you, Diddy, and be like, yo, this super loobity-loo mod on my gun is amazing for this week's Nightfall because it proxies AoE blasts that in unison with your mod does X amount more DPS. And I just think instead of that, we are now going to go, oh, nice masterworks. You have 5% stability. That means a lot on PC. Psych. <laughs> uh, you know, masterworks is uh, underwhelming to me. It's, And can I just say, I am kind of super annoyed. The screenshot that they put in the State of Destiny with the masterwork weapon 10 reload speed, is that 10 increasing the power level by 10 or is that you get 10 extra reload speed which one do we know i don't, I don't know man it looks i mean we'll find like, out mods 12, when you right? look at mods it looks like power but this is like a 300 power yeah let me go here keep talking i'm gonna go look up the actual reload speed bar of the uriel's gift all right yeah exactly and it's my main point is if this number is increasing my reload speed by 10 why is it still a bar why don't I have a number? It right? increases it by I, 10. Or even mouse over it to give me an actual number. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a, a graph, a bar graph that I, it, it's arbitrary to me. I just, I don't care if it gives me 10 extra. I don't know how much that is. But anyways, that's just me being super annoyed by that. I, Masterworks is, I, I don't think it's a good implementation. I don't think it's going to be something to really help grind for. And on the orb of light note, I'm, guarantee it's going to be in pvp yeah i know they're not you know it it's it's going to happen and it's just good luck we're literally going to be looking at season three and they're going to be like okay we are removing this no no no. this is this is the reason though they don't want to increase the recharge rate for supers so they just say oh it's let's just give them a couple extra orbs of light in that pvp match i you know i just that's my opinion i'm i'm not looking forward to masterworks i you know i just I'll use it, obviously, because I'm going to be playing Destiny 2, and I don't know. Maybe something will wow me once I start to play it, but on paper, it's not that interesting to me. It, it is 10 reload speed, by the way. I looked up the base. That is so annoying. Urials, so um, the that's reload so speed of a base Urials is a little bit lower, so this makes it faster. <laughs> I mean, that's... Um, Why is it a number, then? Why is it still a graph? I just, you want a percentage? <laughs> I... I want the graph to go away and give me a number. Like, why is rounds per minute a number and magazine size a number, but not reload speed, handling stability, range, or impact? I think on some of the database sites, you can see that. You could with Destiny 1. That's how I did a lot of the weapon reviews. But I, I'm i agreeing with you on I'm not Third super hype. app instead yeah, I know. of in the game. <laughs> I, know. Um, I generally have tried to hold opinions on PvP balance until I've had, like, 50 to 100 matches played on it. I have a... Uh, just a sensitive feeling that orbs generated on multi-kills is going to create serious snowball effect. And you know what? If you're a good team, you're doing well, you're vibing, you're getting your multi-kills, you're getting your supers faster, you're generating more orbs, you're going to obviously be performing well. So I'm going to hold off until, you know, 
<laughs> until I get the chance to play it. But I, Diddy, I'm pretty sure it'll be there in PvP. So, <laughs> um, and this is one of the things I'm going to quote here too: better incentives for players who complete challenging prestige activities. End quote. Okay, that's one of the things that they're focused on working on in the new year. And I just, what does that mean? Where are the specifics? Because that's the actual, like, that's what this whole post should have been about, is better incentives for players who complete challenging and prestige activities. I want to say, guys, as we're ripping into this, this is tough love. There are some great quality of life changes coming with this update. The fact that you're going to now be able to buy gear from vendors, thank goodness. The fact that ornaments are coming back um, for specific, like, accomplishment-based things, right? If you want to get the Iron Pledge ornament, that means 25 winning games of Iron Banner. That is super cool. Those are great things. I feel like we should expect them naturally, not after these big blow-up type deals. So, it's not all bad. It's definitely a step in the right direction, but then we get to the Zur stuff, Diddy, and it has me completely scratching my head. <laughs> Zur is bringing back with him three of coins okay. and also the faded engram, which will let you purchase an engram with a predestined outcome, just like old Zur. So there's no stacking mechanics with um, three of coins this time. They last four hours. But here's, here's my conflicting thing. In the podcast that Bungie did alongside of this, it had, you know, Irk, Luke Smith, and Noseworthy, I think. Am I right on that? I'm almost positive I'm right on yep. that. Okay. Um, and, yeah, Nosebury. <laughs> and somebody misspelled him on the Reddit post. Made me laugh. They talked about how there's three audiences that they developed the game for. The tourist, the collector, and the hobbyist. And the hobbyist is, like, the hardcore. And they acknowledged in the podcast that they lean far more on the tourist side and they can understand why the hobbyists, the hardcore players, are out of things to do. They're aware of that. Yet this change to Zur, bringing in three of coins, making this, you know, faded engram, I would guarantee most hardcore players have the majority of the exotics in the game. So a lot of these updates feel like they're just trying to give us gear faster when that's actually a primary complaint from the hobbyists. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean... At least all the useful exotics. There are not a lot of useful exotics in the game right now. They're they're just underwhelming. You know, I I I finally got Orpheus rigs on my hunter yeah. this last week, uh, thanks to a raid with our good friend Schmeckeldorf and his crew. Thanks guys so much for that run, and easily the best exotic in the game, but hands down, in, in my opinion. You can I will argue this until it's irrelevant because I just think that's the best exotic in the game. And I don't want any other exotics because that's the one I wanted and I got it. What is this engram going to give me that I'm not looking forward to? Mm -hmm. Yep. So as we wrap up here, there are some cool changes coming, like I said, to the vendors themselves. They have promised to be that they're going to be tuning the underperforming exotics to perform a little bit better. I wouldn't be nice. surprised if we see more of the old Destiny 1 exotics coming back into the picture. <laughs> and uh, I would really love to hear what the audience thinks of this quality of life update and what they think of Curse of Osiris. If you guys want to tweet us this week at Destiny the Show with your thoughts on this post, your thoughts on the changes. Uh, we'll probably do, and it came from Twitter on next week's program, if we get enough. Closing thoughts before we talk about the other stuff happening this week, Diddy. I uh, I think with the Vex expansion, it'd be really nice if they sprinkled in a Vex class there. Uh, probably not going to happen, but a man can dream. A man can definitely dream. One of the things we didn't talk about last week was how after they disabled the Bright, X, uh, Bright XP, <laughs> XP cooldown for the Bright Engrams, 
they made it like ridiculously long to get a rank up, right? <laughs> I think it's 160,000 XP per level. They've said that yeah. this is too slow. They know it's too slow, and they've begun the process of collecting data and recalibrating the XP. We didn't have the data in front of us last week. Otherwise, we would have brought it up. It, again, feels shady. I don't know how to sell it any other way, especially when it's tied directly to a money-making system for them. But we talked about it a bunch last week, and I just hope that they find a happy middle ground and don't bring a system like that back into the picture, you know? Yeah, I mean, they've normalized it across the board. Uh, when they say they're looking at data, they're probably looking at how often people are getting rank-up packages now, like in terms of gameplay time. Uh, and they'll probably just, you know, make it 100,000 experience instead of 160,000 experience or something crazy like that. Yeah, I I think I heard three uh, raids took three raids to get one rank up hmm. <laughs> so that's a bit that's a handful <laughs> right um did he when it talks about the preload and storage requirements i want to bring this up for curse of osiris the preloading uh begins on december 5th so depending on when you're listening to this in the morning uh, it's 8 a.m yeah playstation 4 requires 88 gigabytes Total. dang i think that includes destiny 2 Okay, Xbox One, 44 yeah. gigabytes, and PC, 68 gigabytes. Why is the Xbox One so much smaller? Does it not have the... Maybe... Well, we have the Xbox One X support coming, though, with this this update, the December 5th thing, right? Or the 12th thing? I think so, yeah. So maybe their 4K textures and stuff are coming later? Later. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, also, of course, PlayStation has exclusive content, but not double the storage space worth yeah but, you know so a free trial came out did he for destiny 2 nice i don't know if it is still up at this time but somebody on reddit pastulio 23 did a really cool breakdown of everything that's basically involved with it you get two full locations to explore edz and titan you can openly explore both destinations by walking including the lost sectors uh level cap of eight you can play PvP quick play, Diddy. Go to the farm, vault, emotes, collection, one exotic armor piece, and the list goes on and on. You actually can join a clan, which I find very surprising. That's Usually these trials have like <laughs> way stricter social restrictions on them. Yeah. Can't equip things like emblems. You can't get ships or ghost shells, no sparrows, auras, exotic weapons, or shaders, that kind of stuff. But if it's still live... This might be a cool opportunity for somebody to try Destiny 2. I think this is something that they should always have in place, just like World of Warcraft Starter Edition. The yeah. trial should always be active, I feel like. Yeah, especially with the holiday coming up. Uh, it's just, like you said, really good taste of uh, of Destiny content right there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to close our conversation of this with the last bit of that Jason Schreier article we opened with, and I quote from him again. A decade ago, the studio had fewer than 300 employees, referring to Bungie. Now it's got more than 700. Adjusting to that kind of growth and figuring out how to wrangle everyone is no small task. Short of sending out an email or updating a task management system every time they make even the most insignificant changes, it's hard to imagine how Bungie's producers can keep everyone up to date on absolutely everything. Then again, other studios don't seem to have quite as hard a time. The Division's developers are constantly communicating with their players, and Blizzard's forums for games like Overwatch are sprinkled with blue posts full of interesting thoughts and responses. 
For decades now, Bungie's co-founder Jason Jones has worshipped at the altar of secrecy, and the studio's communication problems are in large part an ingrained cultural problem that its leadership will need to figure out how to fix. At least there's always Kotaku, end quote. <laughs> so I wanted to end with that just because even though we're hitting them with tough love, I get it. It's a big company. It's a tough job. Game development is very difficult. But let's make these State of Destiny 2 things a once-a-month affair, please. Communication yep. will resolve so much. And even if you're not ready to promise stuff, it just goes so long. I mean, part of the reason did he you love digital extremes the guys who make warframe so much it's just how much they communicate right yeah absolutely all the devs are so active on social media on their youtube anywhere right they they were even live streaming the final hours of development for their most recent very large patch the plans of eidolon they they were live streaming it like who does that <laughs> yeah i thought that was fantastic and you know it, it is very difficult to coordinate 700 800 people but we, we just got it we got to be able to talk some more more often mm -hmm. yeah p.s there's a mentor emblem i would be remiss to not talk about that if you get somebody to i don't know how the referral works but you can get the mentor of light emblem tracks number of campaign missions or crucible matches completed with a trial player in your fire team complete a campaign mission or crucible match with a trial player to unlock okay there you go so if you have somebody you want to get into this and you want this emblem have them make a trial account. It's probably super simple, especially uh, on the Blizzard side of things, since making an account on Blizzard's super easy. So if you want that emblem, that's how you can go out there and get it. And last but not least, according to a tweet from DJ Tweet Response, doesn't look like Bungie's going to be doing a world's first for the raid layer, which leads me to believe it's probably going to be a pretty short activity, but I don't care. I like raid activities, and <laughs> I look back fondly on Crota's End, don't you? It was a ton of fun, even though it took 25 minutes with a good crew <laughs> i yep. thought i thought it was a really nice experience you know you felt awesome taking down that raid boss yeah and turned into the duo the solo the ridiculous like challenges yes. rock band equipment that kind of thing and i will take what i can get i still ask for more but i do remember a year of king's fall and a year of wrath that i don't want to go through again so even if it's small having <laughs> at least something I am looking forward to it. So, all right, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, DTS, D I T T Y, DTS, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W O O O S H N E S S. And by the way, uh, we didn't announce oh, yeah. it, but uh, if you're on our Discord, we have three new DTS clans, one for each console. So, a uh, PlayStation 2, uh, <laughs> Xbox 2, and a PC 2. Uh, DTS clan, you can find that over at discord.me slash destiny the show or on our website destinytheshow.com slash clan so if you want to be part of the DTS community and family and represent that in Destiny 2 go ahead and join up. So the third set of clans, Diddy, will be PlayStation as well, Xbox as well, is what you're saying <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. No, we're not there yet, so anyway, no, thank you that, That's too many characters. <laughs> oh yeah, it won't fit that's exactly why you can find all the links from today and more on our website, destinytheshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at DestinyTheShow. Shoot us your responses about what you think of the State of Destiny 2 post or Curse of Osiris. Have a fun time this week, everybody. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Thanks for listening, as always. Good luck out there, and uh, take down some Vex. We'll see you next time.